Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tatva Tuesday. I'm Lindsay Warwick, uh, the conduit on Spotify and YouTube. And this is our spiritual interview series where I'm having different people come on and talk about their spiritual journey and their spiritual offerings. Super excited. This week's guest is Leah Deluziel. Uh, circle facilitator, ceremonialist, event creatrix, and sacred feminine embodiment mentor. Also founder of Her Sacred Circle. So, so happy to have you on the podcast, Leah. Hi, I love your podcast. and I'm so honored (laughs) to be here, like on the other side of it, because I listen every week. So this is really fun. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for listening every week. I'm so glad that you're enjoying it and getting something out of it. You know, I just, it kind of came to me in an intuitive moment and it's just kind of been going on from there. So super stoked to have you. I know I asked you a a while ago, right? I was booking out my interviews and I knew I wanted to have you on here. You've been a huge part of um, my growth in the community in Myrtle Beach. Um, I know last I think it was last April, actually, we did a circle together. I did the yoga and you led your circles. Um, You know, I know you offer those every month. So where do we even start? (laughs) Like, there's so much we could talk about, but I think we'll just start at, you know, how did you get onto your spiritual path? Like, how did you become a circle facilitator? And yeah, all the things. All the things. So I always love when you ask people that question because I find it so interesting just to hear, you know, how life moves people. Right. So Mm -hmm. I would say, I mean, I think we're all, you know, essentially on our spiritual path. Right. But I like to say that I started remembering, um, in my like late twenties, early thirties. Right. So I grew up um, in a very strict Catholic background, Catholic school, like those kind of things. So traditions and rituals were always infused in my life. And then I started exploring, you know, I actually like refused to be confirmed at age 12, explored all <laughs> sorts of different traditions and practices, and then kind of paused on it, I guess, and had like my twenties, <laughs> we'll just call it that had the twenties. And um, yeah, then late twenties, early thirties, I, started it I actually think that it started when I was preparing for the home birth of my son I found meditation through hypnobirthing and I had done yoga previously but more from a fitness you know standpoint so the meditation to prepare for this you know really intense experience was really life-changing for me and so from that point I just started diving into all of it and I'm one of those like forever students who just started researching as much Mm. as I could and then fast forward maybe two three years I was in the mountains of Virginia and I've been an event coordinator you know 15 plus years now and I found myself working with a woman, um, for some women's events. And I had never sat in circle. I had never been to a women's retreat, but with my event planning background, I had, you know, kind of gotten woven with her and we were creating this experience and I was doing more of like logistical things, right? Not the space holding, but I sat in one of the circles during the retreat. And when I say that it felt like my soul had been doing it for lifetimes, like, I know that sounds cheesy, but I had this moment where I was like, this is it. And it moved me so deeply. And I'm looking around at all these women in circle and I wasn't the girl who had a bunch of girlfriends. I was kind of the girl who actually hung out with the guys. So it was actually a really foreign experience for me to be sitting in this circle, being vulnerable with some women that were strangers, some that I kind of knew, but the medicine was so potent and so strong that when I left that circle, I never envisioned I would be doing this necessarily, but I knew I wanted to tell like every woman in my life about the medicine of women's circle. And then yeah, fast forward, I moved to South Carolina back here at the beach and was seeking those circles and wasn't really finding what I, what I was seeking. So, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. I'm a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, it was kind of like, if we build it, they will come kind of <laughs> yeah, thing, you know? So I was sure. like, well, I'll just create it. For and sure. yes, started with like 12 women on the beach. Now some of the circles have 60 plus, you know, and, um, we do things virtually as well. And it's just, been the most amazing ride. It's, it's crazy to think that like, this is where it ends up, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's so amazing to hear your story and I'm smiling so big because, well, first I just love you and the parallels in our stories, you know, and I love that aspect of the podcast as well. It's like all of us 
you know, have, I always seem to find some type of parallel with whoever is on, on the podcast, which is amazing. But the fact that you, you said you decided not to get confirmed, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I know because because I attuned you to Reiki one. So I definitely yes. know we had this. Yes. <laughs> so we had this conversation and thank God for you because you were the first person I ever attuned to Reiki. And when you asked me, I was like, I felt it coming and I was like, oh, OK, it's time. <clears throat> but also I didn't get confirmed either because my mom was like, yeah, we've been doing this Catholic thing for a little while. And if you don't want to go through with it, it's cool. And I was like, all right, later. I just was like not feeling it. So that that's a similarity. But I love when you started talking about, you know, your first experience with Circle and how you wanted to just share that to everyone. And you said, I hope it doesn't sound corny. And to me, I'm like, no, shaking my head because I mean, I just think that's the moment that you found your life's purpose. And it's amazing, too, that you created what you were seeking, because I'm also a manifesting generator Capricorn. I know. And we're just like, um, we're just going to make that happen, actually. And like, yeah, so um, I just really love that. And I honor uh, your journey. And and I appreciate you so much for for sharing so candidly and, and openly in this arena, I guess this arena <laughs> of Spotify and YouTube. It's such an interesting uh, journey. So tell me about like the evolution of like the goddess gatherings. And cause I know that it, it, when I first became a member of the group, it was goddess gatherings and then it shifted into her sacred circle. And I just kind of want to hear about how that all happened. Yes. So yes. It, definitely, it has been an adventure, I will say. And I moved here, back here. I'd lived here in my 20s and came back, um, what I call home. You know, my sister was here. So I found myself in this place. And for people that aren't familiar with this area, it's Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And I'm in North Myrtle. But it's a very touristy area. It's very transient. And it's packed full of people. So I felt that it was hard for me to find community. But I knew it existed. Like, I felt it. I had it on my vision board. I was so clear in it the energetics of calling in soulful community. It was like, I knew I had this inner knowing of they are here and I'm going to find them. Like I'm going to find them. So I need to create something to magnetize, you know, the the women that I want to have sisterhood with. And so through that, I connected with a wonderful woman named Amanda. And we actually did the first few circles together. And that was under the name Grand Strand Goddess Gathering. She's a yoga teacher in the area. And then she started really going into the yoga path and doing like luxury yoga. And I was feeling really called towards circle. So we parted ways and I kept moving forward with this experience. You know, we started with, like I said, I think 12 women showed up to our first circle and I just kept showing up month to month with these containers. And the response was amazing. Women didn't know that they needed the medicine of circle, but I would hear countless stories of being so nervous to come and really feeling like it's probably not possible to experience a sacred space of non-judgment because we all have the sister wound. Um, And then they'd sit and they would experience what circle is like. They would feel the love, the unconditional love, the non-judgment that can exist in these beautiful spaces. And they would leave changed. Then they'd invite a friend or tell a family member. And the community has just grown. And the cool thing is I started a Facebook group attached to the circles. And it started just as a place for, hey, when circle's over, let's connect virtually. And Mm -hmm. it was a Facebook group called Her Sacred Circle Goddess Collective. But when COVID hit, everyone was in their homes and we weren't seeing community and people were longing for sisterhood, longing for these sacred spaces, longing to be seen and heard and felt and supported. And we couldn't sit in circle. So I noticed that the group that at that time was called Grand Strand Goddesses, women were like my sister in Texas, my cousin or friend in Florida are seeking sisterhood. Can they be invited? And I was like, okay, like let's sit with this. This needs to expand. So the name switched to her sacred circle. And I changed the name of the Facebook group to her sacred circle goddess collective. Mm. And it's become this global sisterhood space with over 3000, almost like 3.5 thousand women from all over the world at this point, women from all over countries that are coming together in sisterhood. And it's almost like a virtual circle that just continues to evolve over time. And now we have facilitators in other states and, you know, obviously the Grand Strand community is still thriving and we have multiple circles happening a month and it's, it's the most beautiful thing. And it's bringing women back to circle. We are returning to circle and women feel this all 
and they don't quite know what they're seeking and then they get to circle. And I, I always say that circles like a collective exhale. It's like you get there mm. and it's, oh, this is it. Right. Yeah. And it's so yummy. It's almost hard to put into words. You kind of have to experience it, but yeah, that's a little bit, I guess, about the evolution. It's definitely been quite the journey of what I thought was just going to be, you know, gathering with a few friends on the beach to what it is now, but I'm here for it. I am here. Yeah. For it. <laughs> I think it is so amazing and it is so powerful. Um, you know, I, I think the first thing I ever, I, I worked with you, I did a, a virtual yoga class, right. For the, for the mm. collective. And that yeah. was, well, it was goddess gatherings then, and that was really magical. And then being there in person, um, you know, I actually had some personal stuff going on that nobody really knew about. Um, and being able to kind of facilitate that with you and teach yoga there, it was so powerful for me. You have no idea. And then I remember the rainbow. There was a rainbow after our yes. circle. And it was just so yes. amazing. And to watch the women's energy shift from the beginning of the circle to the end of the circle and just share so vulnerably, it really is this ancient power that you tap mm-hmm. into, this ancient divine feminine power that we're all tapping into. And then just, you know, vis- I always visualize like, the circles that have been going on for so long as well, which I'm sure you had multiple past lives sitting in circle, right? If this is mm, your calling yes. in this oh. lifetime. Yes. So I also want to say that I, you know, I'm not from South Carolina and uh, I have invited some of my friends from over the, all over the world as well. And they're members of the group and they've been so grateful that I've added them to the group as well. So it's been really expansive and amazing. And it's, it's so interesting how COVID sort of was the catalyst to expansion for a lot of people. Right. And I think of remembering, like I find that remembrance and remembering is one of these words that I use all the time. I even Mm -hmm. say that the work that I do is a guide to remembering. And I love that you said that we're tapping into this ancient power, because I think that when we had that pause of, you know, pausing from the hustle and bustle, going inward, more quiet time, there is this like remembering of the depths of who we are and circle itself is ancient. I mean, people have been gathering in circle for thousands of years and that blows my mind to sit in circle with women or even now when we do them on zoom, like that's even trippier because here we are in this (laughs) virtual circle with women from all over the country or the world, but sitting in a way and tapping into medicine that is so, so ancient. And I do agree with you. I think that this collective rising of the sacred feminine energy, energy in, in everyone and everything um, is what's calling women to this reclamation, to this returning to circle. And it's really beautiful to be just to bear witness to it and to be a part of it and feel it within myself. It's so amazing. It's, and it's just so just beautiful how many women that you've helped, you know, um, just facilitating and creating. And, um, you know, I also went through something pretty horrific last, the end of last year. And, I reached out to you and you put something up there anonymously and the support, I felt the support, I received the support. And then a woman from the gathering offered, you know, some, some help on the side to me. And now her and I have like this friendship and it's just so, it's really beautiful. Oh my God. I just got chills just thinking about it because it's just so, it's just magical. It Um, is. Yeah. Love to call it sisterhood is medicine. And we've been separated from community and separated from sisterhood for so long. I mean, the sister wound amongst women is so strong. And it's something that I think causes women to even hesitate to come to a women's circle. As I mentioned earlier, there's this, this fear inside that comes up. <laughs> there's My this dog. fear inside. <laughs> Your dog's this week. <laughs> um, there's this, this fear where it's like, you know, this mistrust, right? That over time, we've been conditioned to compete with other women. We've been conditioned to mistrust other women. And then if you like speak to intergenerational trauma or past life stuff, you know, I mean, you have the witch wound where women were turning against other women and being burned. Yes, exactly. Burned. Yes. So it's deeply, deeply layered. And I think by showing up in if it's a sacred virtual space, if it's a, you know, a sacred space in person, opening your heart, even if it's just a little, like little baby steps. You know, when, when women ask me, how do I work on healing the sister wound? 
I, I say one conversation at a time, one eye contact yeah. at a time. And so I think it's these little steps, but oh, like if we could leave the audience with anything, the invitation is just to open your heart to it. Because I never thought I would be so close with women. As I mentioned, I was, I hung out with the guys. I wasn't much for the drama. I just didn't do it. I, you know, it was easier for me to hang out with guys than to really have close, close friendships with women. And it's, 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 it's life-changing. And it, it, we thrive in community, like the way that women are innately are, you know, like we want this connective environment. So Circle definitely offers that. I'm so glad that you brought up the sister wound because that was literally going to be my next question was, you know, you referred to the sister wound earlier. Let's define that because maybe some women or listeners or, you know, even men that are listening to are like, hey, what's that? You know, like. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that you kind of, you definitely went into it and, and explained it. Um, so I'm glad that you, that you brought that up. I have to say that I, I feel like having friendships with women has been something that I learned later in life too. I definitely feel like I just, I had trust issues and, and all of that as well. Um, and also, uh, feeling like we had to like I, I'm saying we, but you know, I had to compete and, and all of that stuff. And, uh, it's really become a, uh, a gift. The friendships that I have, the close female friendships that I have in my life are, are such a gift. Um, but it definitely took me time to, to heal that sister wound and heal and, and become a friend, learn mm-hmm. how to be a friend too. You know what I'm yes. saying? So super powerful. Um, and now I feel like since we're in this age where the divine feminine is rising, right, all that energy mm. is rising up. It makes so much sense that this is happening as well. Um, you also mentioned uh, facilitators in other states. So yeah. let's let's talk about that. Like, tell us about that. Yes, it, yeah. uh, it's such a dream to bear witness to the ripple effect of women's circle. You know, it, it starts with, with one and the women that come and attend, um, there's a shift that happens internally. And then you take whatever medicine that you find because medicine for each person is going to be very different. You know, someone can be sharing and really attached to one woman's story. And then another woman's going to attach to another woman's story. So there's medicine for everyone in circle, which is so beautiful because it's all of these voices being thrown into the sacred center and sharing truth. So with that, these internal shifts happen and then women leave and they go home and that shift impacts their partner, their friends, their you know, their siblings, their children, their coworkers, and it creates this beautiful ripple effect. And so I started thinking about that concept, right, of the circle and the ripple effect and how can we impact as many people as possible, right? Because I'm only one person. This is only one community. We have the virtual space of the Goddess Collective, which is beautiful. But there were all of these women commenting on our pictures after circle being like, oh, if only there was one in Florida or Pennsylvania. And I just started thinking, what if I shared my story? What if I created a journey for women to move through to walk them on this path of holding space in a safe and sacred way, because you are opening up to a lot of energy. There's a lot that can be unearthed in circle. So there's a safety, you know, that, that, that needs to happen and for yourself as facilitator. And so I knew that that piece of it was something that I could offer to other women. And my experience in life outside of circle, I've been an event coordinator for 15 plus years. So there's some, you know, the masculine energy that I tap into with structure and planning and timelines, <laughs> right? Like the checklist yeah. that we have. And so I knew that I could, you know, share that with women. And then I've been a social media manager for like 12 plus years. I'm feeling very old with all these numbers that I'm throwing out, but <laughs> 12, plus, it's 12 fine. plus years, you know, but in, in the virtual world, you know, um, social media is really important. So I knew that I could help women spread the word about their circles. So I created this program called Return to Circle and it's a circle facilitator certification program. And women from all over the country are going through this program and we're in the, there's more circles that are already popping up here in our community. We have facilitators in Pennsylvania, California, Arizona, like it is the coolest thing. It's, it's just, it makes me emotional every time that I see a picture of a woman holding circle in a different state. It's just to bear witness to the ripple effect and to know how many women are going to get to experience the medicine of circle, because that's all it is. It's just this invitation. I just want all of the women on the planet to like experience how powerful, and it's not lost on me that so many women in this world won't have the opportunity and don't have the opportunity that we have. So I think that 
it is a responsibility if we are privileged enough to, you know, have the freedom to go gather the way that we can here on the beach or in a park and share our voices to do so, to, to, to claim that right to live our truth, to voice as we can here and now for those that can't, for the women before us that can't. And because we're doing that and I have chills, the women that come after us, the daughters and the granddaughters, like they'll be able to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's big and it, I have chills all over. Like it moves me to like the core, um, just to, to know that there are circles happening and, and they are, they're happening all over the globe, regardless of, you know, of her sacred circle or not. Like there are other countries where this is the way that they're, they've communicated always. And they haven't gotten away from the circle, right. Cause this is mm-hmm. ancient. And then with the rise of the patriarchy and some of the rise of this, the more masculine structure, we started instead of sitting in circle to communicate, we started sitting in rows, right? With someone in the front kind of talking to us instead Mm. of in circle, you know, all together. So with this rise of the sacred feminine is this reclamation and not just for women, men are being called to circle, you know, in in my life and my Dharma, I hold space for women, but we have a men's circle here in the grand strand. And I think everyone is feeling this call for community, you know, I think it's amazing. So amazing. So you said, so there are how many her sacred circle facilitators? I know I've seen the one in PA because I told my best friend in New Jersey to go to it. (laughs) And then you said there's somebody in Arizona and California and Florida. Uh, Florida is, I have, I have a a few women that are interested in Florida. Florida's not happening yet. Right now, the return to circle. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the return to circle. You gotta love life. Uh, for those I listening, do I life. knocked out my my headphones. Um, but for uh, return to circle, the program it only launched at the beginning of this year. So right now, I want to say there's maybe twelve women journeying through the program, and it's like a four month program. So actually. I think it's May, we'll start having the first of that group being certified and then the circles will start popping up. So it's really an exciting time. And it's a lot of fun, you know, just to speak all things sisterhood. And like, just, I don't know, I really feel like I'm a a woman that was that quote where it's like, you're a a woman living in her divine assignment, like that, that's how I feel like an alignment with the divine assignment. Mm. And, um, you know, that's why I feel so deeply connected to you, because you mentioned past lives. And I, I do feel I haven't had a past life regression that has specifically shown me sitting in circle. I did have one that connected me to the burning times, um, but not to circle specifically, but I have had visions and breath work of like Egyptian temples and like women in robes. And we've spoken about that, but I love, you know, the work that you do with the Rose priestess lineage too, because I feel like that's a big piece of this too. Like, Oh, it's just, it's so good. There's so many things with that I feel like we could talk about that I love. (laughs) It's so good. Um, I mean, just watching you talk about this and just watching how much you light up and like your aura expanding as you're talking about it is just so incredible. And when you were talking about the circles in the different areas, I literally just can see like the vibrations just going out and that's going to assist in, just like you said, it'll assist that woman in all, all their relations. And every time mm. you talk, I just want to say aho to you, which is mm. Lakota, like aho matakwiasen is all of my relations. And so I just feel that very, that native connect. I don't know. I feel very native connection with you. Um, and I just really honor that, I, that how you can hold space for other people. It's just very, me- it's very med- medicinal, very medicine woman-esque. Mm. <laughs> um, and I just think it's, it's going to also help heal humanity, heal the planet, like just with those yeah. positive vibrations and healing vibrations going out. And yes, I feel like you and I have talked about like the e- Egyptian stuff and speaking of, I just was in Asheville this past weekend. And did I, I don't think I send it to you, girl, I have to send you this video. I don't have it near me and I'm not going to get up right now, but I found this amulet there with like the onk on it and everything. So it's a lot of ISIS and Hather energy. So I'll have to show that to you. Yes. Very powerful stuff. And on Thursday, I'm actually missing the goddess gathering that you and Allison are having together. Um, love Allison as well. Um, yes, because of your posts and everything, I went and saw Allison a couple weeks ago and I adore her as well, but I'm starting my level two of the shamanic rose priestess lineage, the path. So that's going to be the next six months for me. And then at the end I'll be ordained. So I'm learning 
Tantra and all the practices with the different goddesses of the lineage. And then I would love to bring that to the grand strand and then some, you know, so excited about that. And you and I did the be loved, the beloved event, which was so powerful. We, um, you know, did some practices around mother Mary and Mary Magdalene and, you know, sacred sexuality and all of that. So it's just super I just feel so many good things are coming, you know? Yes. I love holding space with you. It's so beautiful. I think that one of the things I love about what I do is being able to collaborate with other women. And I think that's a part of like the sacred feminine energy rising as well. It's this, you know, going away from competition and collaboration and community and co-creation, right. As the energy moving forward. And so I have the opportunity to work with the most amazing women, you know, you included and how we, you know, we hosted that circle, I think prior to COVID with the rainbow and then gosh, the beloved event, it just felt like such deep ceremony. And I know we have Mm. more coming, so I'm excited, you know, to sit with the first of many, I'm sure. Um, but there, yeah, there's just something so sacred when women trust the space that everyone that shows up has to hold that trust in us both is like, I'm thinking about beloved and I'm I'm envisioning, you know, those women that were sitting Mm. there, you know, just to receive and and to, to open up to whatever medicine, trusting the experience, trusting the ancientness of this medicine of circle, trusting both of us, but also trusting the women that show up because it takes Mm. every single person that shows up to one of those experiences for the medicine to be as powerful, right? Because if you have one woman who's going to leave and, and share about things that, you know what I mean? There's this like collective, I, I call them pillars of integrity when I speak to them of circle, but there's some things, these pillars that hold the sacredness of the space that keep it safe, that keep the integrity. And it's so beautiful to watch women continue to show up and honor those. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think allows us to truly be vulnerable right? Because it can be hard. And especially around women, you might not know. And especially with this deep sister womb. So yeah, beloved, that was something really special. And I'm excited. I'm excited for new things that will launch soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, to be announced later. But yeah, yeah, that was a really amazing experience. Just I mean, it was pretty well attended. And those women opened up their hearts in that space. Mm-hmm. And it just was so beautiful to hold the space. And again, watching the shifts, um, and just, just sharing in that experience and co-facilitating that with you was just so magical. And, um, it's just such an honor to, to be able to create a container and hold space for people and, and to be trusted. Uh, I've been doing this gratitude practice every day. And, and that's something that I put on my list almost every day. It's like being so grateful that people feel okay to be vulnerable with me and trust me. Mm. And I think that is, that is huge, you know, and Mm. I think that you are very trusted and that's why you're able to facilitate and hold space and, you know, your authenticity as well. So I think it's great. Thank you for all the love. I love it. (laughs) Yes. All the love for sure. Um, so let's talk about, um, what you have planned for the future? Like what's like, how do you kind of see like her sacred circle moving in the future? Mm. I'm sure you've thought about it, Capricorn. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely thought about it. I, I think that I stay in this space of openness with it because I, I've had this evolution with myself as a space holder. You know, I started with the Capricorn in me and, and the, the rule follower where I would almost have like scripts or, you know, really heavy notes written down when I would hold space in a circle. And over time, I've kind of released attachment to some of that and it's become more channeled and more intuitive. And I feel like I'm more in flow to something greater than myself. So I've realized that what I originally thought you know, at that time, Grand Strand Goddesses was going to be, and then even what I thought the Goddess Collective would be, it's so much bigger than I could have ever imagined, right? Just even just the, the mission behind it. And so I think I'm just really open. Um, obviously, you know, we have the circles popping up in different areas. I think that's really, really beautiful because I just feel that if more communities offer women and men, but with her sacred circle, women, that the opportunity to sit in this kind of space, just the healing that can happen on the planet, but, you know, it's just, 
I can't even really feel into the magnitude of that ripple effect, right? Like if just, if everyone you knew could sit in like one circle, could you imagine like, oh, like how humanity would be? Oh, so beautiful. Um, so definitely circles in other areas. I also really love holding one-to-one like intimate space with people. And that's one of the reasons why I love podcasts like this. I think that it almost feels and maybe why I share so candidly and maybe overshare personal stuff. Like if I'm talking on a podcast, but there's just this container that I feel like you and I are in right now where we can share from our hearts. And I know you're sharing from your heart so that it then allows me to not feel afraid. And then we just, ah, we're here, you know? Yeah. So I love that. And I, and I do that one-to-one with women. And then I also, I mean, we've talked about, I know you have a retreat that you're involved with coming up, but I love retreats. I'm a retreat facilitator. So I do see more collaborations with amazing women and creating more retreats. I have one coming up at the end of September with our friend Lauren. Yeah. Podcast with. Yeah. Journey of the heart. (laughs) Yes. I love that podcast. I listen to all of your things. Thank you. Yeah. They're so so good. And I love Lauren. She's so amazing. And we're going to do a retreat called Wild. And we're tapping into like the wild woman. So I'm all Mm -hmm. about the archetypal work right now. I'm doing like a virtual circle series where we're going to journey through different archetypes. But I think that that's some beautiful energy to work with too. Because you have these different goddesses and especially with the rose lineage that you can kind of tap into and feel into with your sacred feminine. But there's beautiful archetypes to move through as well. And that's something that's really alive in me right now. So that's kind of what I'm like reading about and feeling into and, you know, dancing with. I also am feeling really called to drum. So I think that there'll be more drumming in circle. Like I have yes. my own drum, but I've, I've only drummed in one circle thus far. And I'm like, okay, like I'm just starting to feel that song needs to be more you know, prominent in circle. So it's almost like there's a little bit of a, a shift and there's like a deepening, if that makes sense. Like just as each day passes, it's just like deeper and deeper. And like, like I said earlier, I'm here for it. <laughs> yes, I love that. And the drumming is so good. You know, the drumming is very primal and can tap into the root chakra. And then also drumming can get, you know, the theta brain wave state activated as well. So it's very, mm. it's so powerful. I was just um, in Asheville and, and talking with my friend, uh, Tammy Foster. She's the Kundalini. I'm sure you listened to that one. She was yeah. talking about the galactic calendar and the mind calendar timekeeping and all this. And we were talking about drumming and music and we did the, yeah, you saw the video we created. I did. Yes, uh, we did. We played around with the looper and it was so much fun, but I think there's so much healing power to sound healing and vibration and frequencies and all of that. Um, But I was talking about like, you know, um, I would love to have a drum and and all of that. So I think that I think it's also amazing. I'm sure you notice this, too, because you work with such amazing women, how we are all on this similar like channel in a way, Mm, like I'll share something with you or, you know, like Lauren might share something with you or Chelsea might share something with you. And it all seems to be in alignment. Apologies. My dog is barking right now. Um, (laughs) but, um, I just think it's amazing and just shows how collective and, and how much we're all tuning into the rising of the divine feminine Mm -hmm. and how we're all really trying to think, have unity consciousness, you know? I love that. And you're exactly right. I mean, <laughs> the, the drumming has come up like here with even the past few days with my friend, Jessica, and I, you know, you know, Jessica Dervaj, uh, carriage, yes. you know, just different people are being called to the drumming. And then something that we even spoke about prior to, um, hopping on the podcast was the, the soul for expression or the throat chakra wounding with women <laughs> and kind of reclaiming this voice. Like that's something that's really mm. coming up a lot. And another one that I've noticed a lot of people that I'm speaking to is this, um, embracing our humanness instead of trying to elevate away from it. Like that's a really big message that I'm hearing from a lot of people. It's almost like this invitation to like descent, right? And the sacred feminine is all about like feeling into our body, Mm. earthly temples. So I feel really drawn to that message and really spreading that into, yes, it's beautiful. And I'm a huge advocate for Kundalini, which is great for like elevating and that kind of stuff, but also with embodiment practices, like how can we drop down and listen to like the wisdom of our bodies and like really embrace the human experience while we're here. But those are just a few that I keep hearing from like everyone. And so I do think that there are so many people that are on these you know similar channels and receiving similar messages, which just shows how important and um, how necessary it is to speak about it, share about it and create containers for people to you know experience and tap into it for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And I know that you mentioned that there are, there's a men's circle here in Myrtle Beach. So that's really cool. Do you, I know you said your Dharma is holding space for women, but do you see potentially maybe having a men, uh, men and women's circle? Yes. So uh, it's (laughs) funny that you mentioned that I've, I've been in touch. The group down here is called reverence and they're amazing. And I've been in touch with the guys that are facilitating those circles. And so I do, we do hold a vision in the future of almost like, you know, a weekend where there's men's circles happening, women's circles happening. Then we come together in community and just different things, almost more of a retreat experience, but maybe we would start with one circle and then, you know, lead up to a retreat. So I think that it's a seed that's been planted and I I just look forward to kind of tending to that and nurturing that. And I've sat in many circles with men and women and I, and I appreciate it. And I know it is very, very necessary. Um, so definitely open to it while still feeling very called and, and clear that, that my Dharma is specifically to hold the space ongoing, you know, with women, um, but I want everybody in circle kids too, you know, <laughs> I have a, uh, I have a 12 year old daughter and, or almost I keep saying 12, almost 12, she'll be 12 in July. Aww. And I keep, I keep hunting for a circle for her. I mean, you know, young women are definitely open at the circles that I hold here. It's 10 and older, but I would love if we can manifest a circle for that age, like preteen, like, I'm just trying to imagine, like, if I could have sat in circle at age 11, 12, 13, mm. like prior to some of that deep wounding that would happen just to have some more tools in my toolbox to navigate some of that would have been really beautiful. So I'm all about a, almost like Oprah. I want to be like a circle for you, a circle for you. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I feel. That's what I think yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, how does your daughter feel about it, about maybe facilitating? Does she like see facil- what you do yes. and she's like totally into that or... Yeah. You know, yes and no, you know, she's almost 12. So I still get the eye rolls. I'm still the lame mom, I think, regardless <laughs> of what I would do. Uh, but she has sat in many circles and is really open to different rites of passage. I mean, I'm actually doing this podcast with you from a beautiful space called Hidden Jewel Wellness Boutique. Yes, and we did a, was, we did a, yeah, we did a rite of passage ceremony here um, when she started her cycle and she was very open to the ceremony of that. And so I do know that she appreciates it. Um and so we'll see. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Who knows? Down the road, she may very well be leading circle, you know, I'll let that, you know, we'll see where her path takes her, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm glad you mentioned where you, where you are. Cause we're totally, vi- I'm totally vibing right now. Cause I was going to ask you, <laughs> well, you're in this beautiful space and the plants look so lovely and the, the <laughs> it's so vibey where you are. So let's talk about it. And you're at hidden jewel, which I, um, you know, I had the pleasure of experiencing a a yoni uh, steam there a couple months ago, and it was really healing and and profound. I went, you know, completely by myself and did it in sacred prayer. And, you know, Javon was a great facilitator for that. And I'm going back into that womb medicine. So Mm. again, I have to show you this amulet that I got because it's, it's for my womb and I'm, I'm moving into clearing my womb and yoni healing. I just ordered this massive womb healing book that's on its way as well. So that is definitely some of the medicine that I'm going to lean into that I've never really felt called to lean into so much before. So I'll probably be tagging on to some of those womb healings that you offer through uh, her sacred circle, hopefully if the schedule aligns per usual, but that's kind of where I want to, I want to lean into. Can you talk a little bit about womb healing? Yeah, you know, um, so I love that you mentioned the Yoni steam and we are very mm. similar, I think, in, <laughs> and, and I think it is because the sacred feminine is rising, we're having this remembrance of this area, of this sacred area of the womb. And I never heard anything about the womb, like the energetics of the womb space. So just to be clear for people listening, when we're speaking or when I'm speaking about the womb, you don't have to have a physical womb in this space, right? So it's this energetic center that we have. And I feel that it is something that's neglected, right? But we're being called to remember. And I feel so blessed that here in our community, we have a womb wellness advocate like Javon Frazier with Hidden Jewel Wellness Boutique because she offers things where you can connect with your womb space. I'm also feeling very called to dive into that medicine. And it's something that I have neglected in my own life. It was kind of, you know, my other, you know, I'd be working on the other energy centers. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come back to you, womb. That, that's a little dark. Like, you know, that, that's, a, that's a lot <laughs> happening there. That's, you know, that the darkness, the spaciousness in that area, you know, um, but it, it, it's calling. So I also have been leaning into that. And I think that that's why I loved Issa, my daughter, 
experiencing the rite of passage ceremony at such a young age um, to be able to understand the sacredness of that space and to stay connected to it. Even just, you know, putting your hands on your womb space, you know, so just right below your navel and just breathing and just bringing attention like to that area. I mean, for right now, if you're a listener is trying this, it might be the first time mm-hmm. in their whole life. I know for me, when I had that moment, I'm like, what? It was like when John's mom was like, put your hands on your womb and breathe. And I'm like, what? It's mm-hmm. so powerful. And there's such wisdom there. And that's, again, the sacred feminine reminding us that our bodies offer such wisdom. You know, like we are souls having a human experience. So we need to yes. embrace the human part of it, right? Or we're missing out on beautiful lessons, on just amazing things that we can learn about ourselves, about humanity, about relationships, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm here. I'm here for all, all the womb healing. It's funny because as I sit here, there's a quote on the wall that says, when a woman heals her womb, she heals the world. And I say something, yeah, right. Wow. Like, I, I just got chills. And so I, you know, I, I definitely, I feel that. And I think that, um, you know, the medicine of, of circle is a connection to, that energetic to surrounding yourself with other women, you know, I mean, like surrounding yourself with women and, and connecting in sacred ways. Um, it's just, it, it's going to heal the planet. I know that to be true. I just feel like we're drumming again. We're singing again. We're circling mm. again. It's like, now is the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. And it's so, I mean, no coincidence that we're in alignment with wanting to clear and heal our womb and, yeah, moving into this shamanic priestess path, I'm going to be learning all about womb healing as well with Hather mm-hmm. and, you know, Isis. And to me, when I think of the womb, I think of like the sacral, the sacral mm-hmm. chakra and yeah. that whole area and also how we relate to the world. And so this is a major theme in my life right now, a relationship. So it's like honoring where we've been, uh, our ancestral lineage mm-hmm. Yeah. where we are now and where we're going. And so at least that's what I'm thinking is happening. I don't know. I've never been on this womb <laughs> womb healing journey, but it also goes hand in hand to me with sacred sexuality. And mm. I just listened to this uh, pod live stream. Do you, do you listen to Matt Kahn ever? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely okay (laughs) did you listen to his intimacy and relationships talk this past week how he's talking about using our sexuality and our our sacredness with responsibility and Mm. instead of being reckless and he talked about healing the masculine and feminine wounding collective wounding and and the masculine is the mind and the the, uh, feminine is the heart and merging the mind and heart consciousness once it merges drops into the gut so I'll send you yes. the link. I'll send yes. you the link. Girl. Oh my God. I'm like, take, I'm like taking notes <laughs> on that, but talking about how intimacy is sacred and our sexuality is sacred. And I feel like I could go on for hours just about how I've shifted my perspective of sexuality over the years, you know, and Absolutely. how I feel that, I mean, now, of course, taking the, I guess the commitment to myself, becoming a shamanic priestess. I mean, that doesn't mean that I won't have sex. I mean, please get serious, but (laughs) it's, (laughs) it means being responsible with that sexual energy because it is super, super powerful. And I think that for me, the first step is clearing and healing the womb and the past and just kind of, I don't know, it feels like a prepping or something (laughs) for me. I I love that you mentioned just reclaiming the sacredness of that. And this was something that I've actually, cause you know, my daughter's reaching the age where now we got to have some of these conversations. Hormones. That, like, you know, it's awkward, you know, but I'm embracing <laughs> it. We're here for it, you know, but part of that is I, I shared with her and it's something that I, I really wish I would have known at a younger age is all that is encompassed when you choose to partner with someone in that way, right? And understanding mm-hmm. that by merging your bodies, you merge your energetic field, right? And all of that, I mean, I have chills. All of it. The choices I would have made differently, you know? So I've, I've shared that, you know, with Lisa and, I, and I'm hoping that- So good that you're sharing that. Yeah, but like through some of this medicine, like connecting women to their wombs, women, uh, you know, men and women being in circle, we're, you know, reclaiming some of the sacredness and we're remembering, you know, so, I mean, I, I swear, I think I say reclamation and remembering like, I'm, like a hundred times a day, because I just feel like those are the it. words, like that's what's happening right now. Oh, so totally. Facets of life, you know, but yes, I absolutely love that. And I honor you for being on that journey. And, you know, like I said, I'm walking in, you know, the same path hell of a journey. 
Yeah. Right? And we have, <laughs> we have some parallel relation relationship experience as well, which we don't not have to get into that here, but I know that you and I have had some really sacred conversations just about that and, and just healing from that. So um, I honor, I honor your path as well. And I think it's so beautiful that you're able to share what you know about energetics with your, your young daughter, because mm-hmm. when you were talking about, like, when you do come together, when you have sex with somebody, you're literally taking on their energy and the energies of whomever they may have slept with too. Yeah. Um, unless they've done some deep healing and cleansing work, you know what I'm saying? And it's just more than just a physical act. I mean, at least, you know, that's how I see it. I just see it as a, it's a merging of consciousness and a merging mm. of energies, whether you like it or not, you're going to get, you know, that exchange. And so it is, it's sex, sacred energy exchange. At least that's how mm, I view it now. And I'm, yeah. I'm throwing this out there on the real. I did not honor my own sacred sexuality for a long time and I paid the price for it. And so now it's, you know, I'm sacred. I'm sacred. It's mm-hmm. sacred. This is a, yes. I mean, the freaking Yoni itself is a portal. Like, come on, yes. like, births beings into this world. Like it is a fucking portal. Like, you I know what I'm saying? It, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's just where I'm at on my journey. And, uh, you know, of course the universe presents its tests and whatnot to see how strong my resolve is, you know, but <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's I think it's so beautiful uh, that you can share that with your daughter. I think the rite of passage, I guess that's when she first started bleeding. I think as women, mm-hmm. we were taught to kind of shame our like menstruation or, oh, God, let me hide my tampon in, in my hand or yeah. let me hide it in my pocket in school. And it's like, fuck that. Now I'm like, yes. the men women in the native cultures were revered when they menstruated. Okay. We're purifying Mm -hmm. ourselves. They were put in a sacred tent to bleed. You know what I mean? So it's like, I also have shifted my schedule around my moon. Like if I'm, I, you too. Yes. It's like, I'm, if I'm bleeding it and instead of being like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm on my period. Fuck that language too. Sorry. (laughs) You know, I'm really spiritual. Yeah. Like, we are women and we are powerful and this is beautiful and powerful. And like, again, we create beings from us, like, you know, the male seed as well, but they're a huge part of it, but it's <laughs> like the bleeding. It's like, we don't have to have this shame around the bleeding. It's, it's, it is a right. It is a, it's sacred. And I love that you provided that experience for your daughter to like really honor that shift in her life of, mm. of becoming, becoming a woman. You know what I mean? I just think it's, it's great. Thank you. I love, I love that you mentioned that you um, are honoring, you know, your, your time of the month. And, and that's something that, that I've learned over the past couple few years, like very recently, you know, um, instead of fighting against that current and trying mm-hmm. to go, 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 you know, I feel like as I've been tapping more into my sacred feminine energy, one, I've been connecting more with like the cycles of the earth. So mm. slowing, slowing down in the winter, like not launching a bunch of events and, you know, right in January, like I used to do. And I'm like, why am I burnt out? <laughs> but similar with the moon cycle, right? So it's like on, on my first day of my cycle, really treating it as like a day of ceremony. And also you can receive amazing downloads. If you open yourself up and get quiet, you can be really creative during that time. Mm. And I, a big message that's been coming through for me. And when I said ceremony, it made me think of it is treating life as a ceremony, right? So mm. how can uh-huh. we, we, yeah, like, I just keep it. wanting to say that to you. <laughs> I just keep wanting to say that to you. Aho sister for real weaving in the sacredness <laughs> into all of these things and how throughout our day. So, you know, the, the first day of your moon cycle is a beautiful opportunity. Mm. How can you nurture yourself? You know, can you mm. lay in bed a little longer? Can you take a hot bath? Can it even just be tea that you really enjoy in a book, but something to honor what is happening, you know, within you. Um, and so that's definitely something with kind of through this womb wellness and that, that I'm hoping that my daughter will continue to do, you know, like, so on the day of her cycle, we're really nurturing, you want to lay in bed all day, hey, do it, you know, instead of forcing, right. And kind of, and I think that's part of this remembering too, is remembering that we are, you know, we have these cycles that we move through as women. And it's instead of trying to pretend they're not there, mm-hmm. how about embrace them and then adjust life to how you naturally are 
versus trying to stop all of this, which is going to be happening anyways, and feeling really uncomfortable trying to move through your daily life, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's just this, this embracing of essentially the, you know, the sacred feminine energy that's rising. So yeah, absolutely. And I think that's all. So it's all part of it. I don't even know where that came from. It just, just came from the channel that we should talk about. <laughs> talk yeah, about that. About all the things. <laughs> Literally all the things. And it's so, yeah. it's so beautiful, but like, yeah, just giving myself a break when I'm like, when I'm bleeding, like if I don't want to push through a workout, like, yeah. you know, if I want to just honor my body or like do a yummy yin class or just a little restorative here, or just Reiki myself, like, honoring that and not pushing myself so, so much. Um, and yeah, I just, I feel like the consciousness is rising around, around that too. Like, again, like how I mentioned, like, I just remembered like wanting to hide my tampons, like, Oh God, I have my period. Like, I don't want anyone to know. Now I'm just like, Oh, I'm bleeding. It, like it's my moon it and it's, and like how you said being synced, synced up with nature and the cycles of the earth, like mine is always synced up with the moon of some like the full or the new it's like it's happening um and it just feel makes me feel like connected to that the ancients like the ancient Mm -hmm. wisdom to be so synced up like that so I think it's again I think it's just so beautiful that you're sharing that with with your daughter and then yeah hopefully she continues to embrace that aspect um I love being a woman so great (laughs) I I, I love being a woman too like oh there's just so many beautiful things about this experience which I think is why a circle is what it is. It's being able to like look around with other women. Like even just like, like I said, this is a circle that we're in together having this conversation yeah. and we're able to be like, yes, like I see you, like I know. And we're getting yeah. lit up because we understand there's these things that through our journeys are really unique and, and hearing you share, there's things that are being lit up in me and it, that, that's what happens in, in circle. And I just, oh, like I love sisterhood I love it and it is it's medicine I mean this right here like oh I just look I got my medicine for the night getting to sit and you know I know (laughs) I know I feel so good you know talking to you as well it definitely raises my vibration doing the podcast and then of course connecting with you know my you're all my friends like you know and people (laughs) for the podcast of you know, my friend, Sean, he was on the podcast last week and, uh, before he called me like a couple of times and I and love you, Sean. I think this is like the difference between the masculine and the feminine. He was like, okay, what do I need to have ready? Do, should I write things down? And I was like, no, we're just going to flow with it. And that's the feminine energy, right? We're just going to yeah. flow. And it, I thought it was great. Love him. Um, you know, yes. it's just so interesting, but I think right now a huge part of the consciousness is the merging of the, the balancing of the divine mm-hmm. masculine and the divine yes. feminine, which will definitely send you the Matt Khan recording. Everybody should yes. listen to Matt Khan. He's yeah. amazing being. Yes. He also talked about doing really everything in sacredness and in, as an act of service. Yes. Right. And so he talked about intimacy and relationships. So if you're in a relationship, it'll resonate. And if you're not, you know, I'm not in one right now. I'm fully in a relationship with myself. And he talked about, you know, you know, someone asked a question about bringing in their partner and he talked about doing everything as an act of service to God and mm. acting as if you were doing it for your, for me, it would be my husband or like for him, he talked about doing things for his wife and like just making every moment meaningful and and about God. And so that's kind of how I'm, I've been living my life lately, but this, the idea of the merging and the healing of the divine masculine and the divine feminine, it's just all part of it. <laughs> I love that. Like, it's so funny, but we're definitely so synced up because I was, we're vibing. I was getting ready to bring it up. And then you spoke to it. And I was like, of course you spoke to it because I wanted to make sure and share it during the podcast that when we are speaking to this rising of the sacred feminine, I, I feel like a lot of people, um, some feedback that I'll get here and there are questions I'll get is, you know, um, well, what about the men or what about the masculine yes. energy? And it's not, it's not that at all. It's this beautiful harmony. You know, the, the rising of the sacred feminine isn't about for it to be on top, right. And, and have the, have control and be this no. prominent, dominant energy. And it's not it's, uber it's, feminism. It's right, not, not feminism in that you know what I mean? No, Yes, it's that the pendulum over time has been swung so far on the side of divine masculine and masculine energy that now the pendulum swinging the other way. And that's why it seems that it's all like rah, rah, women's circle, women's empowerment and all of this, you know, rise, sister rise. And you're hearing a lot of that. You're seeing a lot of that, but it's because of this reclamation It's because we're trying to swing back this way 
with the pendulum so we can come to harmony. And that's ultimately mm. what we want, right? Oh. Is that harmony, that sacred union of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So I love that you spoke to that because I wanted to make sure that was touched on. I definitely wanted to make sure we're that here. was touched on. That, we're yes, like, we're we, we always are. Yeah, it. we totally <laughs> always are. But yeah, absolutely. It also the rising of the divine feminine within all of us. And that because we are we have the shishumna, right? That major energetic channel in the body. And then we have the ida, the ida nadi. So that's the feminine channel. And then we have the pingala nadi, which is our masculine channel. And they intertwine like this, like the the double helix in the DNA structure. You know what I'm saying? When you go on the yoga path, it's like, once you see shit, you can't unsee shit. But we all have the divine feminine in us and we all have the divine masculine in us. And it's about balancing those energies. And I I love that you actually paid tribute to your masculine qualities earlier, like the structure (laughs) and then because me too, right? I'm a fully self, I'm a fully self-supporting female. I live here by myself. I do everything by myself. And sometimes my masculine energy can kind of take over. So it's been such a journey with like the Mm. Sophia code goddesses and the shamanic rose priestess lineage and sitting with you in circle to like kind of soften and like, Mm. you know, embrace my feminine qualities as well. Um, but I think, yeah, for, for men out there as well to balance out their divine feminine and their divine masculine energies, we need y'all like, hello. Yeah. And it, you know, it's hey, funny. I, I see listening. it happening. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, We're all I'm, rising in this way. Yeah. I'm trying to get, like I told Sean, like, you know, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I have some really amazing men coming up as well. Finally, mm-hmm. like some of the, the, yeah. the divine masculines are, are coming forward. So I just honor everybody on their healing journey. And um, yeah, it's just, it's wonderful. I love that we're like so in sync. <laughs> so much so. I, and I love that you spoke to the word, like the feminine qualities, because that's what I was going to, you know, was going to say is that through this, we're bringing awareness to the feminine qualities, right? Because for so long, they were deemed as not as great, right? As unworthy, as something to be hidden, as something not to feel into. And ultimately to thrive in this life is to understand and be able to tap in to, okay, when will my divine masculine energy better serve me? When is it more time to be flowy, as mm-hmm. you mentioned, or, intu- mm-hmm. or too intuitive? Because if you're too on the sacred feminine, then there's not the structure, right? And you're a little right. too flowy. And I can get in that space. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Like, okay, bring it back, <laughs> you've, you know? you've seen me in that space where I'm like, <laughs> we need both and it's just an understanding of self and of each other and that's what I think all of this is about it, it's really like I've been saying throughout this entire podcast the remembrance. remembering it is it's remembering it's it so is. good yeah. it really is funny side note because we're so aligned this conversation <laughs> is so on time I went to this beautiful tea house in Asheville I was in Asheville last mm-hmm. weekend very magical I needed to go there to just refresh and just heal and, and do all the things there. It's a vortex there. It's so good. Yeah, Asheville's amazing. Yeah. yeah so good. And uh, I had this tea called remembrance and I keep thinking about it. No. every time. <laughs> it was so delicious. I wish I had bought some, some loose leaf just to bring back with me, but it had holy basil in it, Tulsi basil. And it, it just was so good. And I keep thinking about the tea every time you say remembrance. I know I'm silly, but I love that. Yeah. I, I, I love that part of life though. Like when when you're open to noticing things like that, it just makes life um, so magical. It does make life a ceremony because it's like you got this little like hint of the tea and then we have this conversation and it's just beautiful. And life is really so fun. Is. I think when we can look at it in that way, it I almost really said like it reminds me of like, a video game, right? Where it's like, <laughs> what, can, what can you pay attention to, you know, and as you're going through all the different levels and the different lands, you know, it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I'm going to just go back to what I said before of a, uh, like once you see things in a certain way, you can't, you can't go back. And so for me, since my spiritual awakening, um, that's how I just see life as like a ritual or a ceremony. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to like, sometimes I almost want to turn off my gifts. Cause it's like, Oh, I just want to have fun. Like I want to be a human sometimes, but you know, I do see life as a ceremony and I, and I love that you said that I love that you said that because that's kind of how I try to live my life. And then 
So you also said something that made me think of the Matt Kahn conversation. I guess I'm just meant to bring this up too, that he talked about old patterning of, you know, wounded, wounded masculine, the pattern to dominate over the feminine. And then in response, the wounded feminine is manipulative. And so breaking those patterns, I'm going to just send you the link because it is just yes. so, it's so next level. And I like, listened to yeah, three times. Link in the show notes or something. Everyone needs to listen to this. Oh, I know. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's so, so good. And it's so healing and, uh, looks like we're like about out of time. Ah, I love, <laughs> I love talking to you so much. I'm oh, so looking fun. forward to hosting another event with you coming up soon. Um, please let the viewers and listeners know how they can connect with you. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes. So save the date for May 22nd. Lindsay and I have something coming. We'll be sharing more soon, but you can find me at her sacred <laughs> circle. So her sacred circle.com her sacred circle on Facebook or Instagram or, and Instagram rather. And then the global sisterhood community is her sacred circle goddess collective. Yes. It has yes. been my absolute honor and pleasure to have you on the podcast. Like you are such a significant being in my life for so many reasons and I love you and I honor you. And I hope, you know, I'm sure the listeners are going to get something out of this, whether they watch it or listen to it. And uh, if you feel the call, reach out to Leah. She's just such a a fantastic being. And uh, thank you all so much. I will see you next week for a Top of Tuesday. Have a beautiful rest of your week.